Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 96 of the Dave Damashek football program available on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K. We sit poised to uh, for the first games to be played in the month of October 2012. A pretty good slate there. We're going to break it down right now with my main man seated to my immediate right from NFL.com and beyond. His pick six column, his like-dislike column, which I like very much. Uh, been reading it the last couple of weeks. It's it's uh, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the nice words. I, I, could, like I could jive you and say I've, I've, I've never missed one, but I've just right. only recently started to read it, and I enjoy it. Oh, I've, 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 read, I've read it periodically. It's every Friday. Friday it is NFL.com. Yeah. Your fantasy likes and dislikes. And so much more. We talk you know, kind of like the show here. You know, you, you, you get into sidetracked and you get into different things. We may talk a little movies, some comic books, TV shows, whatever comes to mind when you're putting together all these stats. Because after a while, you know, it, it starts to run together a little bit. And, you know, you're going over and over. And then you think of something. You know, something will, will spark a memory or a thought that you had. And you just let it take its course. All right. This isn't the Adam Rank show. <laughs> I fear how, I've said too much. Sorry. How do how do I come up with my ideas, Dave? Well, they're up there like stars. You just got to reach up and grab them. All right, enough out of here. Oh. Right. And by the way, congratulations on keeping your chin up. I appreciate that you're able to come in here and comport yourself like a gentleman in a, in a week that must be very difficult. When your California Angels... Nay, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, whatever they are, I call them the greatest disappointment in the la- in in the twenty first century in sports. When you look at what they did, what a grave disappointment! They must, I mean, all time mm-hmm. disappointment. What they what they did there? You consider wait, wait, the more? money they devoted to Albert Pujols. Hold on, Was they go this? out. They get Zach Greinke. Mike Trout delivers the all time greatest rookie season. They have all that. They have that. That that the the rotation looks dynamite. It's almost hard to figure. Jared Weaver has a gangbuster season, and yet right. they're on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's you know it's weird. They're you know I don't think I've been this disappointed 
since Dieter Brock led my Rams oh. into the 1985 NSU Championship game. Dieter Brock And it's really one of those things, everything that you said, just laid out perfectly. Rotation, top-notch, the waiver wire deal where they went out and got Zach Greinke, none of it worked. It is probably – and. I was thinking, about, we, we've talked about this before. When you're out in New York having fun at the NFL Fantasy Live Week, uh, we talked about this with Elliot Harrison about teams that were the most disappointing in uh, sports history. And you think of the Lakers when they had Malone and Peyton. But at least that team got to the finals. This team's not even well, making the playoffs. Well, the dream the team, the Philadelphia Eagles last uh, last season. I mean, Vince Young calls them the dream team. They get Namdi and everything else. I think in recent uh, memory, they would probably be the NFL's version of the biggest disappointment, right? Right. We had uh, Cowboys sort of are perennially one of those teams. I think people get high on them and, mm-hmm. and then they – go out and play and they say like oh yeah tony romo yeah he's still not uh, great and yet everyone loves to make excuses for him too is there any other example in the nfl of somebody in this day and age with free agency and the quick trigger and the what have you done for me lately mentality tony romo seventh year continues to get the gig and everyone continues to apologize for him i understand there's nuance to it i know those interceptions on monday night weren't all his fault or the vast majority of them weren't his fault but the fact of the matter is he threw five interceptions Mm -hmm. again on a monday night and it is a quarterback league as they say you can't stink for this long or not produce in big moments for this long and not lose your gig, apparently, unless you're Tony Romo. It's, it, it's, I understand that we can break it down and say this is really about other than the offensive line and so Des, on. Des Bryant was completely at fault on one of them. One of them sure. went off Ogletree's hands. Des Bryant dropped a, a probable touchdown pass. All right, listen, let's talk right now. Let's say hello to our pal from, uh, from England, our favorite uh, Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you, Dave. Thanks for asking. Oh, what a pleasure! Nice to see you again. Sorry on another tough loss for your Miami Dolphins last that, week. It was very sad, but it, there's so many positives to take away from that game that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy but sad at the same time. Yeah, you know, Andrew Luck, the story, and RG3 also, and you know, then there's the Brandon Whedon, which is a, a compelling story because he's a 28 year old man. Ryan Tannehill, the buzz on him. Oh, you, you know, we, we've heard uh, ad nauseum, of course, that he was a wide receiver in college. And if you watched Hard Knocks, you thought, oh, this guy, this isn't going to be good. And the way he came out of the gate wasn't great. But all of a sudden, I think you you maybe have your guy. I am. I think RT1 is, you know, he will develop into a, (laughs) what? I like that. RT1. RT1. I had not heard that. It's going to catch on. Um, He is going to develop into a good quarterback. You saw a few good things from him. And, you know, it's an interesting debate, the whole, you know, do you start a rookie quarterback straight away, throw them in the fire, or do you sit him? And it seemed like the... The conventional wisdom around the NFL was this is a guy that needs to sit and learn. But um, but from the sounds of things, uh, maybe this is, is the best way for him to go. You know, they could really be two and two. And in that division, they would put him in first place mm-hmm. if had they knocked yeah, off absolutely. the Jets. absolutely. If they'd beaten the Jets. Let's talk about the Jets because, and by the way, I, I had to... I had no choice but to eviscerate them, as I say on the shame report this week. You can look that up at NFL.com. 
I didn't do it to them. They did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And Mark Sanchez, terrible. That defense, I found it remarkable to watch that defense not be able to do anything against the Wildcat. Ironic, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what you said. Like in the shame report, you asserted, I don't want to take your line, but you asserted you practice against this guy all, all the time. How are you surprised by this? Well, it's sort of like, you know, I, I said it's like a chef who's allergic to other people's food. I think it's sort of like a short order cook who gets sick on, on gourmet food right, or exactly. something. You know, like, well, oh, the 49ers. Yes, of course. They know how to actually get it done. Like there's, the some pretty, there's some pretty cool parallels, though, between what's about to happen or it looks like it's going to happen in New York, especially if everything turns out the way we assume it will do on Monday night when they play the Texans. Um, last season, Tim Tebow in Denver, um, in, was, it was week five when he played a little bit at the end of a game, and then they had a bye week in week six, and then he came in. And it kind of I think it may shake out exactly the same way with the Jets, where perhaps they say enough is enough. Miserable, yeah. Sanchez imagine, imagine you're going to throw Mark Sanchez in there. If Rex Ryan and company were looking for an excuse to finally say, "Listen, we've given you a long rope here," right. if he goes in there and you know they're two and two, and they are technically in contention at this point early mm-hmm. in the season for the division crown, and they can put a happy face on, "Hey, we're still doing all right here." If he goes in there and flops, they can, I think, reasonably right. make the switch there. Rank. Do you think they are, by Monday night's end, do you think Tim Tebow is under center taking the snaps? The thing that scares me so much about this game is that we're all so convinced that the Texans are going to just roll over this team, that something goofy is going to happen. Jets win. Mark Sanchez is the toes of the town. I wouldn't predict that. I know when I go and we do our predictions for NFL.com slash pick them that I'm not going to be picking the Jets. But the year has seemed so weird that – it wouldn't surprise me now just to see it happen. Like, uh, I guess we should have seen this coming type of thing. I think that, uh, yes, one, I think Tim Tebow will take over by the end of that game. It will be, well, the game's out of hand. I th- it doesn't necessarily have to be a abject blowout. But if it's a 10-point game or two-touchdown game mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, I think that they'll say, we were just doing it for based on the situation, and then it will reveal itself that, yes, in fact, Tim Tebow is going to be our starter just for the in the in the name of change. Something we've talked about. The thing with the Jets is, the thing with the Steelers is, I, as somebody pessimistically looking at the Steelers, I, you know, you, you look at what their season has been so far, of course, coming off the bye week as they head into the matchup in Heinz Field with uh, the, in the Keystone State battle against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Steelers have beaten a lousy Jets team. They lost at home. I mean, they lost at Denver to start the season. That was a predictable game, Peyton Manning's return and so on. But then they lost to the Raiders, who last weekend got annihilated. I mean, the Raiders are an abysmal football team, yep. and, and the Steelers lost to them. That feels like one of those games that they're not going to be able to get over. That's a game you just cannot give away. They're 1-2. and two. They go to 1-3, and three, and they're two games behind both the Ravens and the Bengals. They're in a lot of trouble themselves. The only thing that salvages teams like Steelers, Jets, maybe Tennessee with maybe new life with Matt Hasselbeck, is that the middle class of the AFC is pretty crummy. I mean, who right. is, who is do you, would you speculate, handsome, I'll start with you, who is going to be the wild card besides, I think you can say this, Texans are obviously going to win their division. Yep. Patriots are going to win theirs. Yes. Let's say the Chargers or the Broncos win yep. the West. And then in the North, it'll be the Ravens or the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Whoever doesn't win the North among those two teams will get a wild card. Yeah. So then who is going to be that sixth wild card? It seems 
pretty mediocre. It does. I mean, you could see three teams coming out of the north. I, I could see that potentially happening. Uh, depending on how much they beat up on each other, maybe the second team in the west uh, comes out as well. Maybe, right. Maybe you know, maybe the Broncos win and the Chargers are a game back and, and, um, and they get in as well. But you're right. There is, um, you know, if you compare the, the conferences right now, I would say the weakness within the AFC, the NFC is way stronger overall. The Rank. Bills might be a team that could sneak in there. They good, got good they one. got some nice pieces. If the Jets are as bad as I think they are, mm-hmm. then that should be a win somewhere yeah. down the line. But of course, that the, they and the Dolphins both fell prey to the to the Jets early right. in the season. You know, they probably just caught them at the wrong time. Um, so, all right, let's look ahead then to the big games of this weekend. We talk about the the Patriots likely to win their division. Peyton Manning with a big game last week against the JV that is the Oakland Raiders. Who's going to win that one? The the rekindling of uh, of everybody's favorite rivalry. Well, everybody besides me and Rank <laughs> Brady versus uh, Peyton Manning. Handsome, how say you? What's going to happen in that one? I'm going to go with the Patriots. Sure, I I just think, I think that's a good team, and they they're beginning to get rolling a little bit. You saw that second half. Um, you know, there's a there's a Bills fan who who works with us. He was very excited by the first half of of that game, and then suddenly things got away from from the Bills pretty quickly. Rank, how say you? Patriots are going to take that one. I think so too, but. Von Miller to me, it's it, it feels a little under the radar to me. You know, there was a lot of hype around him coming out of school, and you know, you saw him on TV a lot in in the office because he has a big personality, mm-hmm. and you know, all the Tebow stuff. And then everybody sort of caught on towards the end of last season that the real key to that team was Von Miller and and uh, Elvis Doomerville. And yet, I still feel like people aren't really acknowledging how dominant Von Miller can be in situations. And we know that the left side of that Patriots line can be shoddy at times. I think yeah. Von Miller has a chance to get all over Tom Brady this, this week. And, and then, obviously, that the game is in question because Peyton Manning against that uh, crummy defense should have a should have a good game. I think it's going to be closer. I think everybody just is of the mind, of course, the Patriots are going to be Tom Brady. I mean, they're going to be Peyton Manning again. I'm not so, so sure of that one. I don't feel secure. I feel um, I, I, I'll be interested to actually see that game for once. And uh, the one thing that does everybody, I think the rhetoric goes like this. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady have Peyton Manning's number. Of course, if you've been paying attention the last six or so years, in fact, the opposite is true. Peyton Manning tends to beat Tom Brady in yeah. head-to-head showdowns. What about the uh, what about the Keystone State battle, though? What do you think about the Eagles and the Steelers, Mike Vick and company riding high? I'm, you know, I was on the bandwagon before the season, mm-hmm. so I'm obviously sticking with that one. They're winning narrowly week after week. How say you, Rank? Depends on the Steeler injury situation. There's some names who should be coming back, but the thing, the thing about the Eagles though, is they're three and one, and everybody acts. And I think it was uh, Michael Vick or somebody came out and said, "Oh, you know, everybody's acting like we're." One and three or whatever. It's like, you know what? Well, it's because you've been outscored by 17 points this season. Right. You've won your three games by a total of four points. <laughs> and when you got beat, the Cardinals really put it to them and exposed them, I thought. And now I I don't know who to buy. Uh, of these two teams, I really just don't know who to buy. Is it the Steelers not as bad as they are? Are the Eagles not as good as we think? And if I had to pick one, and I guess I will, I'm going to pick the Eagles. 
I'm going to pick the Steelers. I think they win this one, and I think I think they will expose the the fact that the Eagles aren't quite what they think they are. Backs to the wall, yeah. The Steelers absolutely have to have this one. Um, I just think practically everybody is talking about the return of Troy Polamalu. He's old now. That's that's the bottom line. He's very injury prone. James Harrison's knee ain't right. You can obviously make some hay against this defense. They had the best of intentions, I think, to fix that offensive line and turn themselves, you know, remake themselves into the the, the thing that everybody in Pittsburgh seems to to pine for, which is a, a dominant defense and then grind the team on the ground. They just don't have the pieces right. to do it right now. And Richard Mendenhall, this notion that somehow he's going to be a panacea is laughable to me. If you watched him last year, he just doesn't have the instincts. He's one of those guys, he's got all the skills, but he just doesn't have the instinct, it seems, to put his head down and make tough yards when when the team absolutely needs it all right a big surprise team and we're going to be talking with cliff averill of the detroit lions momentarily here we met with him he visited us here in studio 66 a couple Mm -hmm. months ago delightful fellow purdue boilermaker we'll see what's going on with them i think that's the first question what the hell is going on out there like vince (laughs) lombardi once said you know right is that or i had them going seven and nine before the season i foretold of this rank Mm mm-hmm I'm a I'm a little bit of a believer in the Lions. I feel they can still turn it around. Turn so. it around in that division. Who are they yeah. going to get past in that division? The Vikings aren't. The Vikings are three and one, they're and not, they beat yeah. them head to head. It's and, true. I mean, they're, they're they're two plus games behind the Minnesota Vikings now. That's their obviously the best team for them to catch there. They're, yeah, I got. I mean, yeah, I guess I should be giving the Vikings more credit because I'm the guy who will get upset when nobody gives the Arizona Cardinals credit for four and zero, and people quickly dismiss that. So yes, I guess I'm being a little bit more dismissive of the Vikings. Um, yeah, I, I still believe that they can get into the race. I still like their offensive skill position guys. I still, if that's what you think, rank, then you, sir, are wrong. They can't. How, about, how are they going to do it? You're high on the Arizona Cardinals, right? Yes. The 49ers are better than the Cardinals. I don't care what you think. Obviously, the 49ers are going to come back and they win that split division. Last year. Fine. The Cardinals, fine. So if you believe in the Cardinals and they get one of those playoff spots, do you think that uh, do, you, do you think that the Lions are going to get past the Packers? Or are they going to catch the Bears? And how good are the Bears, handsome? I think the Bears are very good, and I, I, I don't think the Lions are. I, I think uh, my, the Lions, to me, are what the Buccaneers were a year earlier, where it was a team that did great the year before. Right. Everyone hopped on there and said, yeah, they're, they're going to take the next step, and they don't have it. And maybe next year they'll actually end up being what we expected them to be this year. This See, is what they're going to do. That was them three years ago. Is because two years ago everybody expected them to be the hot team. They floundered, and then but the they were next wrong, year – they came in, and I don't know. It's getting too confusing. <laughs> well, the Bears, I think it, you if you can excuse their Thursday night loss in Lambeau, yep. which I think you can by saying, and I know it's not, uh, you, you can't set your watch to this, the Giants went down to Carolina a couple of Thursdays ago um, and smoked the Panthers. But I think for the most part that these Thursday night games, it'll be interesting to track these over the course of the season. You see them every Thursday night on the NFL Network. It'll be interesting to see how those teams typically do. I always say I like the home team in most games in pro football. That's generally the way right. things break. But I think those those primetime games actually are meaningful to these guys. I think the players, when you talk to them about it, it means something. And when it's under the lights at home, it's huge. And now you throw in the quick turnaround. You played on Sunday. Get up. You know, get back to home and rest up, then get on a plane and get to another place. I know Wisconsin is right there next to Chicago, but still, I think that is so. If, if you can 
look at that game and say, well, listen, you can kind of reject it because of the the unusual circumstances. All of a sudden, the Bears are a legitimate team. The only question, as usual, handsome, what's going on with Jay Cutler? What's, what's with in the Jay Cutler's business? head? This guy, the guy is. I, I want to like Jay Cutler. And I want to trust Jay Cutler. Why? He, t- he t- well, because I'm I'm a nice person. I, I'm open to that kind of thing. But he, to me, is Tony Romo and Mark Sanchez and all those guys. But just, wait, what's he moping about? What, what's the problem? What, what's wrong with Jay Cutler? He's got, they've built a team around him. They've given him every opportunity to succeed. And yet he's still arguing with his offensive coordinator when they're winning a game. There's no, he there's walks no away like it. a child. Yes, he looks like a child. He is. Yes, he's a petulant little boy a lot of the time in in a game that they end up winning and somehow he looks more miserable than Tony Romo, the game that Romo throws five picks in. You know, I'm curious, though, with with him. I'd like to play this game even. How miserable is he? I wonder if, Rank, do you think either one of us could make him laugh? (laughs) If we played the old uh, TV show, Make Me Laugh, and Jay Cutler sat in the chair, do you think either one of us could make him crack a smile? No, but I think and now that you you remember back to the Philip Rivers, Jay Cutler, you know those sort of little arguments. It, it seems to me like Rivers was just winding him up, just seeing how far can you push Jay Cutler and you know to to crack up and punch one of his own teammates or whatever it is he's going to do on that day. By the way, you know it's something on the shame report uh, that I hammered all through 2011, and then in 2012, in week one, you could be semi optimistic about the the way things were looking for the guys, my, my prime targets all last year, Mark. Sanchez one, mm-hmm. Tony Romo two, and Joe Flacco three, and then Tim Tebow sort of in a category of his own, who I also um, denounced quite a bit there. And Flacco has emerged, of course. I think now everybody understands that too much talk about this elite jazz, but the bottom line is he's slinging the ball pretty well, looks good doing it. Torrey Smith, he's got some weapons, those tight ends, and so on. But the other guys have just gone back to what they've always been. I mean, what do you think about this, Rank? Am I loco? The Tony Romo is... It's inexplicable. All, all I hear about from his apologist is, hey, that's a tough gig. Being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, you get a lot more attention on you than you do anywhere else just about in in this league, in the National Football League, all that jazz. And yet, seven years now. How long does this rope uh, get for the guy? Yeah, I get you. I understand where you're coming from, but that offensive line is terrible. Des Bryant's not doing him any favors. Jason Witten started seven the years. Rank another apologist. Seven years. How say you, handsome? No. Get. I mean, the the only thing that would if I was Jerry Jones, what's the I'd alternative? Love to be, that's the problem. That's the problem. Is can you guarantee that you can find a guy who will be better than Tony Romo? And in this day and age, where it's you know you have to spend a high draft pick or a ton of money, uh, you know, a free agent for a, for a quarterback, can you guarantee that the guy that you get to replace Tony Romo is better? Well, here's my standard. The standard I always apply to QBs in the NFL is, I know different people have their different measuring sticks. Sporty Simmons has an interesting one, which is, would you trade blank for blank? And would mm-hmm. you trade Drew Brees for Eli Manning? And that's an interesting way to, to, to look at it. Would you know Eli Manning, he belongs in the upper tier. Would you trade Eli Manning, though, for Drew Brees or Tom Brady or guys like that, You know, or, or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers? It's a good way to look at it. My measure is... You have one game that you must win. Mm-hmm. Who is the QB you want? It's a must-win game. I'm not telling you anything about what the weather is or anything else. I'm not involved. You have one guy who must win this 60-minute game, or I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Handsome. Well, uh, 
My answer is Tom Brady, but he's proven twice in yes, must-win games that, that he uh, that he's not the guy. On the other hand, I would feel very uncomfortable telling you that Eli Manning is the man that I would choose if I must win a game <laughs> because he he's also, not exactly doesn't he's cut not, the figure of a leading guy, man. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I'm I look stupid if I say it's Tom Brady. Hey, are you going to save the world in the game here, Eli? The world's going to be destroyed if you, if you don't win this game. Like, I'll oh, give it. I'll, I'll give it my best. I guess <laughs> is, is how it feels. Rank. What's your answer to that question? Matt Schaub. <laughs> <laughs> he might get injured halfway through. All right, lip. All right, let, let's play this game then quickly. The correct let's, answer, by the way, to me, I know it's crazy. Oh, I'm such a homer. Aaron Rodgers. It's Ben Roethlisberger all right. for one game. He's listen. He comes through in the clutch. That's who mm-hmm. I would like. I'd like if you tell me nothing else about if, who's going to be out so on the long field. As you're if playing you the Cardinals me, or Seahawks, yes. yes. If you tell me it's the same officiating crew from Super Bowl Forty, <laughs> yes. Oh, here we go. Ben Roethlisberger. All right, Tony Romo. Let's let's uh, let's do the one. Which quarterback would you rather have? Let's just go through the team. Right, that's exactly what I'm doing. Would okay. you rather have Tony Romo or Peyton Manning? Handsome. I'd rather have Peyton Manning. Rank for one season. For what? Yeah, for what? Well, by my measuring stick, if you wish to do it over the course of uh, a season, who would you rather? You want to do it for one game? If that's I mean, what what measure is there better than that for this you can't, for this season Does today? Uh, you want to win a game? Okay. That, well, how I mean, that, well, how much? I don't know how much you cleaner want. could it be than that? It can't. That it, it one can game. Who is your QB? You, you, I mean, can you really make a case for Drew Brees over Ben Roethlisberger in that situation? Yes, you can. Yeah. Based on what exactly? Uh, the Super Bowl. He had Bowl. one season where he did that. He's been pretty good. He's, he's had throughout his career. All right. So Drew Brees, uh, fine. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that uh, showdown then. All right. Peyton Manning, though we both we all agree is better than Tony Romo. Yes, right. They're the exact same. That is one black tie behind Wait, the glass. Please same. please tabulate. Would you take next up Tom Brady? Why are you start? Obviously, Against yes. Tony okay. Romo. Start with well, Ryan because- Fitzpatrick. I'm because I'm naming names. I want to see how many names we can get through before we do this. I mean, how much can you apologize for? Ben Roethlisberger or Tony Romo? Mm. Roethlisberger. Mm. You really are thinking about that one. Yeah. Wow, that's really? ridiculous. I don't know if you get to play the rest of this game. If you <laughs> if you really think that Tony Romo is possibly comparable to Ben Roethlisberger at this point in their respective careers. One guy's been in the league for eight years, has been to three Super Bowls and won two of them. Tony Romo has won a playoff game. If he gets, uh, uh, and they haven't been, and, and and the other thing is, oh, those, those Cowboys. So he's they, not the only problem. Listen, he's so, been on some good teams, and they haven't okay, done so anything. So you would say if Ben Roethlisberger had been the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys over the last seven years, they would have won how many Super Bowls? In your estimation, I think that the year that they go thirteen and three, probably they survive against the the Giants. There, I mean, listen, I uh, what do I know? I, you know, this now I love to play the NFL and and uh, speculate about these things, but that's too much for me to fathom off okay. the cuff. Who would I rather have those straight up for one game? Obviously, I'd rather have Roethlisberger. Next up, Matt Ryan. Handsome, you want to take? I take one? Ryan over Romo. Of course you would. Of course, and I, I, I'm not high on Matt Ryan. Well, not, so. what, I'm, what has Matt Ryan done? Where you're like, oh yeah, I gotta have this guy. Played better than Tony Romo. He against, doesn't against the Giants. He's not. He's not going to have the type of day. Did you not watch them in the playoffs last year as against often, the Giants? As often against the Packers the year before. They, they, they're the same. Okay, so it's we're at push. four now. It's I a mean, push. It's a that wash. ranks bizarre it, world it, is is insane. Did you not? I, I feel like I'm. Talking to crazy people. All right, now you're right. The listen. game against the Giants last year, he was so awful, Matt Ryan. 
Yeah, and Tony Romo's been pretty putrid so in his playoff it's a games. wash. It's not like I would take this guy. If it's a wash, you got to say it's a wash. That's a definite. But you push. have to make a decision. We're not. Uh, it's, this is like if the, if you couldn't just say, "Well, we won't play a quarterback in this game." You've yes. got to choose one I'll of those two Tony guys. I'll take Tony Romo over Matt Ryan. Okay. All right. Rex Ryan doesn't get to say, like, yeah, I don't know, Tebow or Sanchez. Fine. Both of them take the snap. You can't do it. You must choose. All right, next up, Robert Griffin the third, Or Tony Romo. Or Tony Romo. I'm, I would take, this takes any thought? I was going to say RG3. That's pretty – I'll take RG3. Despite the limited sample size, I'll take RG3. You, and this is – what if we did that? 2012. You must win yeah. this game or bad yeah. things happen to you. Yes. When is that going to happen? <laughs> it sounds like a Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> <laughs> Taking three. The only way you can get him back is to is that Neeson you, has to get the best quarterback. And you've got to start Tony Romo. And he's like, you know what? Killer. <laughs> <laughs> just save me the time. I like my, my, my stomach. My heart can't take all the agita it's going to cause me. Just, uh, just do it quick, please. Um, what about um, Joe Flacco? Handsome. I would take Flacco over Roman. Flacco. I yes. think I take Flacco at this Flacco, point. Flacco, yes. All right. Um, what about Matt Schaub? Well, right. you heard me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one guy I would want. Actually, would want Matt Schaub. You know, that, well, it brings up an interesting thing, is that everybody has now anointed the Texans, myself included. I think that the Texans are the best team in the AFC. And everybody always has the asterisk next to their name because of the health of, of him and Andre Johnson. But the defense is dominant. Do you, do, you, do you feel like from what we've seen over the course of his career, but more specifically the first month of 2012, Handsome, can Matt Schaub be a Super Bowl winning QB? Yes. Yes, he can. There are, so. Yeah, there have been there have been worse quarterbacks who've been in Super Bowls and won Super Bowls. Than I have Schaub. to go back and one I, year to think of one. Right, exactly. And I think that he... Um, you know he has the pieces around him. Like I don't know that I would take Shab over Romo because I think Shab looks good because of the pieces of the puzzle that are that are that team. They've got a great offensive line, great running back, great receiver, pretty good tight end as well. Romo doesn't have a lot of those things. I think if you put Romo into the Texans' offense, I'm not sure that they'd be worse. I think they'd probably be better. It's oh, interesting, man, well, but Shab. But keep in mind, though, he's, he's Shab. The thing on him was the book on him was two or three years ago, is that, wow, he's a, he's a fantasy uh, gem. People don't regard right. him that way, but he puts up humongous numbers week after week after week. And it wasn't that he was throwing games away. It was just that the defense was rubbish. That's, well, that was also, the story on Shaw. Also, they didn't have Arian Foster. He didn't, they didn't have any choice. It was Steve yeah, Slayton. Yeah, but they had, um, oh, they had a – was it? Who had a, yeah, Slayton had a big year though one year. Slayton had a big year, and they I'm had trying to remember because there was one guy who came out in fantasy. It was yeah, somebody who, uh, Arian Foster just broke the uh, all-time uh, franchise rushing mark by. Uh, why can't I think of the guy? I can't. It was, it, and it was not Amon Green. Wasn't Steve Slayton? No, not Amon Green. Um, he had a he, Dominic Davis. Dominic Davis Dominic had, Davis, had the uh, the big year or two at least for that team. He was yeah. there all. He was the franchise's all time leading rusher until Aaron Foster <laughs> passed him. Um, so I, you know, I like Shab. The thing with him is he used to run around pretty well. Now he's slowed down quite a bit. Yeah. Or, or maybe I'm affected by the way he looks because when he takes his helmet off, he's another one that doesn't exactly cut the figure no. of, a, he's of a, a leading he's man. What the, what the hell does that mean? It means he's one of those guys that doesn't have hair. 
<laughs> but I would feel that you, for bald Americans like ourselves, we should be we should be in favor of guys like this. I don't know like what this. you're talking about, Adam. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, I, listen. My hair is growing a little patchy. I'm the first one to admit it. But I'm not. I'm not bald. Bald. I'm on my way to baldness. That's all. <laughs> Well, uh, you're close. You're, you're pushing 50, and you've kept it that long. <laughs> I, I am? I didn't realize. I, I, feel... I consider pushing 50. All right, Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is better than Romo, yes. right? So now we're up to six or seven okay. guys better than he is. How about Eli Manning rank? <laughs> Who's better? Eli, Eli of Eli. course. Not even a question, correct? Yeah. Phil Rivers. I Handsome. take Phil. I love Phil Rivers. I'm, right. I'm one of his biggest fans. Who's better, Phil or Romo? I think they're about on par, as a matter of oh, fact. Oh, that's, that's a good push. You know, that's, again, I mean, similar type careers of guys. Actually, you know what? It's not even fair to say similar type careers because Philip Rivers is a first-round draft pick. Uh, Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent. Well, listen, I don't care about them. I don't care where does... they've come from. I care about where they are right now. Yeah, seven years in, I don't really care what his uh, what his charming little underdog story is at this point. I'll take Rivers. Fan. What about Cam Newton? Cam Newton, definitely, right? To win a game? To win a game? He hasn't won a lot of games. No, he has know. not. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't won a lot of them. That's I don't, it. I don't well, know. I would take you make Romo a good there. point. That's a, that is a tight one. That if, is a tight one, I but need, I don't buy the. I don't. I, I do consider it Huey and applesauce. I think people are overanalyzing Cam Newton over the last couple of weeks. First of all, he had a great game against Atlanta, and they should have won that game were it not for the defense. And as I mentioned on the Shame Report, why did Atlanta run play action when they had ninety nine yards to go with a minute left on the clock? What kind of nonsense? And, you, and, you and my, wanna, the question is, who would bite on that? Well, I guess Carolina bit on it, but mm-hmm. it still doesn't make it right. Who, do you the, wanna, who, who decided play action at, the, at your own goal line? You, you want to, a legitimate answer? Yes. Um, because they're on their own goal line, and some teams might want to run the ball to give themselves a little bit of breathing room. So I, not of course, I thought of that, but at this point in the game, of course. How many seconds smooth. are left? Like 70? I think even less. Than less they, than but they had a timeout or two, right? Um, they them yeah, all? they definitely. Yeah, they had uh, they had uh, time. But still, I still don't uh, think it makes much sense. I thought it uh, rather odd myself. Um, okay. Drew Brees, we're all taking over, of course, over Romo. All right. Well, listen. Point is, we've just reeled off a whole bunch of names. Matt Stafford, rank Romo or Stafford? Romo, Stafford. Um, I'm probably going Stafford too. I'll go with the, I'll go with uh, the. Um, you know, I'm I'm a snob about these things, and I'll I'll take the guy who has the you know the, the stature the and has got, has got the the rifle and so on over over Romo. What about Jake Cutler? That's the last one we'll do. You know what? I could have seen if the quarterback switched on Monday night, the outcome being exactly the same. Handsome again. I would. Um, run the ball a lot in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. So if the Cowboys. Didn't... So basically, we're left with Mark Sanchez. I mean, actually, it would have taken us a lot less time to just do the QBs who you'd rather who you'd rather not have. No, because I think. Would you I rather think have Alex like... Smith? I'm. Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's no, a. That, I would that... rather have Romo. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, look, you know. You could say about Romo that, of course, he's more talented, but on a team like the 49ers, you want a guy who's not going to turn the ball over. 
that the the NFC West is the only division that apparently doesn't watch any TV and hasn't heard about the fact that it's now a quarterback league because all it's interesting how all four of those teams mirror one another and how they've sort of patterned themselves. I don't know if it's random uh coincidence or if they sort of have taken the cue of where the Niners were going three or so years ago now that whole division is all about defense there's not you know there's not a a great quarterback in the conference I mean I mean in the division when we get back when we get back I would like to talk about uh what the what would have happened if St. Louis would have gone with RG3 Ooh, interesting interesting thought all right right now let's talk about uh about what's going on in the NFC North we talked last week to Percy Harvin in front of uh, their victory against the the Detroit Lions. Now let's talk with a guy who we yapped with a couple months ago. Defensive end of those Lions. Cliff Averill. What's happening, man? Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, nothing. Listen, Cliff, I said I was going to ask you this, and I want to kibitz with you, and I want to see how life is, and I care about the man, not just the player. But listen, I got to ask you, what the hell's going on out there so far? Uh, I mean, just a little rough patch in the season, you know, um... But I think we'll be all right. You know, it's just, it's just the first quarter of the season. You have three more quarters to go. You know, you're not judged off four games. You're judged off 16. So uh, we definitely feel like we can change it up, though. That's for sure. What is the issue? What is what what is the, the number one thing that needs to be fixed for the Lions to start winning some more games as the season presses on? I think we just need to be, um, you know, productive in all three phases. You know, special teams, offense, and defense. I think, you know, once we can get all of them clicking all on the same day, all on Sunday, I think we'll be all right. But I think it was just inconsistent. You know, we're not consistent enough, you know, as, as a team. You know, one day the defense will play well, you know, and the offense or whatever doesn't, you know. I think if we can get all of them going all at once, I think we'll be all right. Do you feel, though, like uh, something I said quite a bit in the off season, and I think I actually said it to you when you were sitting in here with us in Studio 66 uh, in the summertime, I, you know, I, I expressed to you that I thought that it was a mistake not to address that secondary and to tr- try and fix that up. What's the buzz? Do you guys talk about that at the position? Do you and Indomitian and the fellas sort of say, like, man, oh, man, we're not getting any help on the back line? Or is it we got to get more pressure up front and help those guys on the, uh, at the third level? It's definitely the the we have to do better uh, up front. We put it on ourselves, honestly. You know, turnovers and cause quarterbacks to to throw them the ball. You know, we put all that on us. So we feel like we need to get more pressure. You know, we haven't been getting you know the numbers yet as far as for sacks or whatnot. But um, it's definitely on us. You know, it starts with us up front in the running game and in the passing game. You know, we're the backbone of our defense. And if we don't play well, our defense isn't going to play well. And that's how we feel about it. And you got all those changes that you guys want to make, but you're in the bye week this week. Is it hard not to look ahead and look at the schedule? What are you guys looking at right now? Philly. <laughs> We've already started breaking down Philly. You know, they, they're they're our next opponent. Um, you know, they're playing pretty good football. You know, they have Mike Vick, of course, McCoy. They have a lot of different weapons, you know. So we've already started, you know, breaking them down. And, and you know, when I, whoever they play this following week, we'll start breaking that down also. Um, so, but as of right now, you know, it's all about ourselves. You know, it's breaking yourself down and, and seeing how you can improve to, to, to make the team better. True or false, Jim Schwartz has said at least once, hey, fellas, no one outside this locker room believes we can get to the playoffs now. We have to rally together and uh, and do it ourselves. Um, he said something almost to, to that quote, I guess. Um, 
it's always been us, you know, nobody's ever really believed in us. I mean, last year, you know, we won some games, so, you know, people kind of, you know, started falling our way a little bit. But, you know, you lose a couple, everybody's, you know, doubting us, of course. But we, uh, you know, within the locker room know what we have. And, um, you know, he's definitely told us, you know, it's definitely us against, you know, the rest of the league and, and the rest of the country to, to make them believers. Tell me about what you think of. We were just having this conversation before you jumped on there, and let's get off the Lions for a second here. I feel like in the NFL, with as quickly as guys get a shot, and if they don't deliver immediately, that they get the bench or they get released. What do you think about Tony Romo seven years into his career? How much do you put it on him with what's going on in Dallas, or do you think he's just a victim of uh, of the situation that he's been in for uh, more than a, you know more than half a decade now? I mean, I can't really speak on on another team. But, uh, <laughs> I thought I might. I thought you might offer up some uh, <laughs> some pearl on them. I can't. I can't speak on another team. But you know, I mean, you know, it, it's tough to just put it on one guy. Let's be real. It's a team sport. You know, twenty two guys out there that play. You know, um, on offense or defense. So you can't necessarily just put it all on the quarterback. Even though you know they do get most of the hype when we are winning. I guess. <laughs> But um, you can't just do that. It wouldn't be fair to him. It wouldn't be fair to the rest of the guys. It's a team effort. So, you know, I think just like any other team like ourselves, we have to look each other and each person individually in the mirror and see how they can help that team out. You know? I do have to. I, I do have to correct you on one point. You said that 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 you can't put it on one person. Oh, I certainly can and do sometimes. <laughs> I if if I feel I can point the finger at one guy, I will point the finger at one guy. Yeah, I gotta say. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can. You know, a lot of people can. But I'm saying within the team, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You know, we can't point fingers at the at the next person. <laughs> But you're watching that game, and obviously you're rooting, I would assume, for the Cowboys because they're going against your NFC North rival, the Bears. At some point, were you just watching it going, come on, Tony, get it together. We need you to win this game. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely times you're watching the game like, man, what are you doing? Like, you know, wow, you just gave him a sack, you know, and especially for us D-linemen, you know, that's all we watch. We watch guys on the D-line of each team, you know, and see how they pass rush. And and then you're like, man, how come, you know, they don't hold the ball that long against us or, you know, things like that. But, um, you know, as far as with the, the, the Cowboys, you know, it, it was definitely, you know, I wanted them to win, of course, obviously, because they were going against Chicago. But, uh, you know, Chicago was a better team that day. Um, all right, so you guys now are on your bye week this weekend. True or false, you'll be in Ross-Aid Stadium to watch the 3-1 and Boilermakers take on the uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Um, false. I, 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 I wish I would, but I went to a game earlier this year already, so I'm going back to Florida and, and relaxing. I'm getting out of here. I got you. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville native. Is that your team? Were the Jags your team growing up? Honestly, no. Um, I, well, I didn't start watching football. I didn't start paying attention to football until high school. Um, but uh, ironically, we were just talking about them, but the Cowboys, you know, they were definitely one of those teams, like, you know, that I would catch and, and, and wanted to see pretty much every week. Good for you, if only because the Jags have those ugly uniforms. Are those the ugliest uniforms in the NFL? <laughs> Are they the ugliest unis in the uh, NFL? Um I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. I'm not too sure if they're the ugly, but they're they're not the flyest. That's for sure. No, indeed. Who whose are the flyest? Um, 
Who has some nice unis? I would say uh, who Seattle just changed theirs up with all the bright colors. They're kind of, you know, doing the whole, you know, college-type mm-hmm. look, I guess. And I, I guess those would be, you know, probably one of the flyest uniforms in the, in the league right now. You know, by the way, the the same answer was given by Percy Harvin, and I told him what I tell you now. You're you're both wrong about that. That's Those aren't the best uniforms. They're fine. They're not the best uniforms, Cliff Avery. <laughs> what, what, in your opinion, was the best? San Francisco 49ers. Oh no, it's basic. It's the same. It's been the same for fifty years. And that's what's cool about it. That's tradition, fella. That's like the Boilermakers helmet has hardly changed in in the last twenty five years. It's that same bronzy gold. That's cool. That red looks good. You don't like that? I mean, I'm not a Sanford. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a Forty Nine or so. No, I don't really care. Okay, fair enough. All I right. like that they don't have the black jersey because too many teams. It's too easy now. It seems like everybody, even if the color doesn't work. They throw out the black jersey. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind the Lions going with the black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, now all of a sudden you say that. I did ask you about that black jersey, and you said you liked it. I don't like that. I like that uh, Honolulu blue that you wear. No, the blue is hot too. The blue is definitely hot, but you know, as a switch up, I don't think the black would be. You know, would be terrible. All right, let me ask you this: We were. I just mentioned Percy Harvin. He's on the Minnesota Vikings, aka an NFC North rival. What gives you follow him on Twitter? Uh, that's my boy, though. I mean, outside outside of football, you know, we do have friends. Uh, Unacceptable. But, you know, he, huh? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So outside of football, we do have friends. But you know, uh, me and him actually live in the same area. So you know, during the off season, I would see him a lot. You know, and, and we talk. We've even worked out together or whatever. So no, it's definitely my boy. But uh, on the football field, you know, you gotta if you get a chance to hit him, you definitely gotta you know make him feel it. <laughs> we uh, we talked with Percy about uh, some things, and he had some interesting answers here. See how you line up with uh, with his. What is your what was your favorite TV show growing up, or what is your favorite TV show now? Best one ever. For me right now is Martin. Uh, it, it never gets old to me. I've watched probably every episode at least ten to twenty times. <laughs> Martin, I like right yeah. now. I was like Martin. Is there right now? Yes. Is that back yeah. on the air now or something? Yeah. <laughs> right now, that's my favorite TV show still. <laughs> I remember his girlfriend. I haven't seen that show in a while, but she was sort of foxy, right? Yeah, Gina. Yeah, Gina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked her. Who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, favorite player would be Dion, um, even though I had no skills like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was definitely probably one of my favorite, just because he was he was, he made it entertaining uh, back then. You know, he made it entertaining to watch football, not only as a football player, but he made football entertaining as far as how he approached it and all that stuff. Favorite so, uh, yeah. fa- favorite fruit fruit yeah. Um, my favorite fruit would probably be uh. A green, the sour apple, or green apples. Um, oh no, that's wrong. No, 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 that's wrong. That's not good. This is a twenty. What's wrong with the green apple? It's it's fine, but I mean, in, especially in twenty twelve when there's been so much delicious fruit to be had, don't waste did time with ask, it. Did you ask me was my favorite fruit? Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't make. Wrong. <laughs> that's right. That's, I'm, I'm afraid you're wrong, and rank you're wrong for for sticking well, it's, your nose it's into a, this. It's a classic. It's it's the 49ers uniform of fruit. Listen. Oh man, the P. Peach has had a delicious year. Have you had a nice white peach yet this year? No. Well, no. then get back to me once you have, all right? Please. <laughs> and also, black cherries have been delicious this year. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very exciting with uh, what's happening in, in fruit right now. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm curious about this, though. I was thinking about you. 
um, and the Lions and the Cowboys. Every year, this Thanksgiving game that is coming up next month, and it's cool. It's a cool tradition, I would imagine, for Lions and Cowboys fans. Is it cool for the players? Or are you kind of bummed that you miss Thanksgiving every year? Well, luckily for us, we are always at home. So yeah, that's true. For, so for me, it's uh, it's great. You know, it's time for my. You know, I get basically uh, my whole family up here to watch that game. So it's it's great, you know. And then we come home, and you know, hopefully it's after a victory, and and you know, eat, and you know, they prepare all the food basically before the game or whatever. So the whole family comes up to Detroit to be with you, and you roll in because actually that's you're the early game. You're home and yeah. ready to eat by what four five o'clock. Yeah, 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 we're early. It's a noon game, so yeah, five o'clock, five six o'clock. We're already eating, waiting on the 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 Cowboys game to start or whatever. So. For for me, like I said, it's it's always great. You know, um, if I don't have anybody up, usually Thanksgiving is usually the time for everybody to come up, mm. and, and we enjoy that. Best Thanksgiving side dish. Best Thanksgiving side dish. Um, I always uh, my girlfriend and, and her parents, uh, or her mom actually cooks, but I always get. Our macaroni and cheese catered Ooh. from uh, Detroit Lions because uh, we have you know a cafeteria out there, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and that's probably the best side dish. Their macaroni and cheese is amazing. Untraditional choice for Thanksgiving, but I like it. I love a nice macaroni and cheese, so so I'm going to let that one go. Before Thanksgiving, it's Halloween, and we are in October. What's Cliff Averill going to go for Halloween as this year? I, I don't do too much for Halloween. I never dressed up for it, so I'll probably be chilling at home i don't i don't do the whole dressing up for halloween do you buy candy for the kids there are a lot of kids coming through the neighborhood and what candy is the proper one to give out to the children um if i was to buy candy well my girlfriend does um probably just get a mixture of things but if i was a kid i would want you know skittles or m&ms or something don't well careful marshawn lynch might hear you i don't know if you heard he's copywritten liking <laughs> skittles Hey, uh, one last question. I, I, after all, uh, after all our foolishness here, I have one serious question for you. Is that there's been some buzz in the last week or two with uh, with the line sitting at one and three? What's the talk about in the locker room? There's, from the outside looking in, people are saying this team feels undisciplined, and I that reflects on Jim Schwartz and company. I, I imagine that's a reflection on the coaching staff that somehow there's been a lack of control. Is there a sense of that internally that? Um, that, that you know you've lost your way a little bit, or, or or is it back to what you said at the start of this uh, conversation that uh, you know well, bump in the road? We'll be right by midseason. No, no doubt. I think it's just a bump in the road. I mean, if anybody knows Coach Schwartz, he doesn't take any crap. You know, he he lets you have it. You know, the way it's supposed to be. You know, he's gonna keep it real with you. You know, all the time. So as far as for lack of discipline and all that, like. I mean, I know I don't mess around when it comes down to those shorts. So, so it's definitely I feel like it's just a bump in the road right now for us. You know, it's it's a uh, adversity, and we just have to you know fight it and overcome it. And it makes you uh, appreciate your wins. You know. Uh, later in the season. I hear you. And one last thing, one suggestion. I told Nate Burleson this. I don't know if he failed to pass this along to Coach Schwartz or what happened here, (laughs) but this was in front of the 49ers game. But this would still work week in and week out. When he goes across uh, to shake the other coach's hand at midfield, he should give him the old gimme five on the side, down low, too slow bit. What do you think of that? (laughs) I don't know. It might start up a big you know, big thing uh, again, you 
bunch of hype that we don't really need right now. You know, that people, you know, people take things like that, you know, completely different. Especially if you're winning, people will embrace it. If you're losing, they're like, you're, you know, a jerk or something. They'll, <laughs> they'll call you all kinds of crazy stuff. So, yeah, just keep it, just keep it cool. Just give it a handshake and keep it moving. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Hey, Cliff Averill, uh, good luck uh, or have a good time, I should say, this weekend down in uh, your home state of Florida. And then uh, good luck when the Eagles, when you get back to play and hope you turn things around. A lot of uh, fun guys on your team. So uh, rooting for your success. One of the more fun teams to, to watch, too. And also, while you're in Florida, get yourself one of those nice, nice white peaches, would you? <laughs> You'll, you'll, I'll look into that. You're going to call me back and say, you know what, Dave? When you're right, you're right. Thank you for that advice. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely call you and let you know uh, how that goes. All right. The great Cliff Averill, uh, continued uh, success in the uh, NFL, and uh, hope uh, hope your team follows suit there and turns things around for you this season. I appreciate you having me. All right. There he goes. Thanks, the great Cliff. Uh, Cliff Averill. Nice Enjoy fella. it every time. Yeah, Always a and in, you know, I didn't even throw it in his face this time, but of course, he's a Purdue Boilermaker. I'm an Indiana Hoosier. Mm-hmm. I guess throw it in his face. What am I throwing in his face? That uh, I went to the, the worst football school in the country? Right. Do you know, in fact, that no Division One college football team has lost more football games in history than my alma mater? Is Indiana? that right? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> what a humiliation. Terrible. And... Talk about bad things. I start the show by talking about the halos and how bad it is for you. Mine is just about the equipment. I mean, mine's heartbreaking. I'm not saying real tragedy, but sports fan tragedy. What happened to the Pirates this year? You don't think so? They're rank. They have gone. They have not had a winning season in 20 years. Right. Since uh, in 20 years, rank. You understand? People started finally coming back to the ball. That's 10 times two. You know, mm-hmm. that's two times ten. That's right. five times four. You get it? Sure. That's a long time, fella. Long time. Okay. That's not good. It's embarrassing. And what's further, every year I give out the um, uh, the Sonic Award, so named for Seattle fans who had to suffer through the worst sports year ever in one fa- in one city. The year that the Sonics left Seattle to move down to Oklahoma City. And then at the same time, you had the Seahawks disappointed, the Mariners disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, oh, yeah, that's, that is that is the year that the Washington Huskies and uh, Wazoo um, Cougars won one game between the two of them, and it was one beating the other. That was the only win between right. the two of them. So that was the worst year in, in Seattle sports history. I'll tell you, you know who's a candidate to win it in 2012? Pittsburgh, PA. They are. Of course. What if, if, if the Steelers lose to Philly— What's good going on in Pittsburgh? Disappointment with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins this year. There might not even be a hockey season right. in the rest of the calendar season. If the Steelers fall on their face and they get the one and three, I mean, I, I'm not going to say they're done for, but they're in, they're behind the eight ball, that's for sure. I think, and the Pirates did, uh, did, did that again. And Pitt yeah. uh, sports stink, too. Pitt football and basketball both stink. Well, what about Dallas? Cowboys are disappointing. Hmm. The Rangers did not win the American League West. Hmm. The Mavericks didn't do anything. Well, let's see what happens with the Rangers in the playoffs. But yeah, that, that would—that's uh, an interesting. They're one. not going to the World Series. Well, well who's going to win the World Series? Rank the team that will win the World Series. I like the Reds. 
Um, that's or the a, Giants. The Giants, the, the pitching. I don't like the Giants. As a matter of fact, they're bad defensively. That's a, you know when you have when you're a pitching first team and mm-hmm. your defense is lousy behind them. That's uh, a recipe for trouble. Once the once the postseason gets going. But none of these I like Ameri- your Red Legs pick though. That's yeah, I, I I don't really feel any of the American League teams. We got to track down our old pal Jonah Carey from Grantland and mm-hmm. uh, get his sages. I am uh, so happy when Mark Trumbo was hitting three thirty. I don't remember if we talked if I talked to Jonah about this on the air or off the air when he when he joined us, and I was about to gloat about hey Trumbo, you know you said he couldn't hit over three hundred blah blah blah, and I said yeah I better not, just in case he tails off in the second half. I should have because then I could have been like oh I jinxed him by doing that. <laughs> so either way you you either e- way, even yeah. if you're just you're by, wildly ina- inaccurate just, just by thinking it I jinxed Trump. Jinx Rank Trumbo. still makes himself a winner there. All right. Fair enough. Black tie. First of all, you have some business to tend to, but quickly, you as a guy who loves the NBA, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I have come to a decision that I, I don't see any way around the L.A. Lakers winning the NBA title. The more I think about it, I think it was wishful thinking to say the Thunder are going to be a legitimate threat or that the Heat, I mean, the Heat have made some nice additions. And definitely with LeBron getting in the lane like he did last in the run last year, especially in those finals, and kicking it out, it seemed like something just triggered in his head in those finals. All of a sudden, oh, I just get to, I just got to get near the rim and then pitch it back out and uh, let these guys knock down wide open threes. And now he has the pieces to do that even more successfully. I mean, come on. You got Dwight Howard carried lousy teams to the finals in Orlando, plus you have Steve Nash, plus Kobe Bryant, plus Pal Gasol. They should be dominant on the glass, offensive glass in particular. Was, should really, Even when Kobe misses shots, they have two guys there to clean up the, the, the board. Dwight Howard should be a two-dimensional guy. I mean, they, listen, don't worry about scoring at all, fella. Just uh, get to the rim. You'll get a lot of easy uh, dunks and alley-oops and such. Just listen. Take care of uh, of our rim and go hard at their rim and and hit that offensive glass. I just think this is your NBA champion. How say you there, Black Tie? Um, on paper, they're definitely extremely talented, but um, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't really want to go into like who's going to win so soon. It's I mean, training camps barely just started. I would throw this out there though. We were talking about this downstairs in the video room. If you took Kobe's teammates, all his teammates, and you took Michael Jordan's teammates throughout his career and you rank them scotty pippen might be the only one who's in like the top seven number one shack scotty pippen and number two and the rest will probably be all kobe's teammates from you know dwight to powell to nash just throwing that out there i think it's a listen that's a, a fair point to make but people do act as though sometimes we're, we're 10 years away or or more from Michael Jordan's heyday, people do sort of forget that Scottie Pippen was one of the six best players in the NBA himself when they, that team was winning. But your point is well taken. They did, and you know, they did have Ho Grant, who gave way to Dennis Rodman, who's in the Hall of Fame now, and he didn't rank in the top ten players, Rodman. But they they, they had some pieces there. Yeah, but I'm not not better than Dwight. But and, the point is, is that the Lakers should certainly win the NBA title. The they only should. thing that should get in their way. I'll tell you, you know, I say like, well, they're, they're older now. As long as Steve Nash stays healthy, the I think they could suffer Kobe's loss if he got injured mm-hmm. easier than they could uh, Steve Nash. Because as long as you have Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and Pal Gasol, I, I, I just can't envision 
the series of events that's going to take them down unless Kevin Durant, James Harden, and uh, Russell Westbrook all got much better themselves. Right. If they individually, and, that, and there is a possibility. We know that none of those guys Lakers, has hit their ceiling yet individually, so those guys should all get better, but it's still not enough to well, stop Dwight it, Howard. The Lakers were winning all of those games that against the, the Thunder, and now they've improved their team with Steve Nash. They've improved it. with It's infinitely better. Although winning all they of were, those games that they lost, they were winning all of those games? Yes. They were Late in the game. They were, yes. They were so in control the late in the game. Okay. I reject that. That's nonsense. That's, that's, I, I know that a lot of Lakers wait, fans on, enjoyed no. that one last that year, was, but to, that to was, throw that, that one out. That was a gentleman's sweep. It was a 4-1 win. You, you, you're making it sound like, oh, the, the Lakers were. You're were, acting like they were crushed. That's it not It was a 4-1 sweep. Every single one of those games came down to the wire, and now, and you're, now they've got to What does say about the Thunder winning every one of those games? That's exactly right. Okay. That, that is one, uh, listen, you are wrong on this one, Rank. A team, there, there's a way to slow down a game in basketball, even in the NBA with the 24-second clock. Yes, the Lakers were trying to grind, but in the fourth period when it was time to turn it on, the, the Thunder consistently – if they didn't consistently oh, take them down when it came time to do it, then what? Yes, this argument you guys are throwing out would completely hold water if the Lakers didn't go out and improve their team. They I have, just said they have the Lakers Nash are going to win. They have Dwight Howard. <laughs> their team is much better. What I'm right. saying was it's a completely different conversation. Last, what I was saying was last year they were nearly even. Nearly even those games. The, the no, series was competitive. That's the only thing that is not accurate. That they the were series they were was, nearly even. They were the not. Series was competitive. Now they've improved their team greatly. So, any chance? Any chance that the Clippers are a factor in the Western <laughs> Conference? Black depends tie. on depends on Blake Griffin's growth as a player. Yes, his jump shot and his mindset. Just like stop trying to dunk on everyone. I have know moves, this is hard to say that games. this that, that this could elevate the Clippers to being a, a relevant team. Not, I mean, obviously they're relevant and they're going to be a playoff team. But I, I'll tell you, the big difference what could make them a little bit of a threat at, le- at least to the Thunder and maybe the Lakers. DeAndre Jordan is the X factor. Still a big guy who's very young. He has all the skill. There's just a, he just vanishes and plays plays dumb and and is lousy in some games. If he gets consistent, then then they have some size to bang and and uh, compete with the Lakers up front a little bit. They'll all right, that's all good and bit. dandy. But I I don't want to keep this on because this is all going to be blamed on me for talking hoops on the podcast. The oh, I know the tight forty five. Oh, Everyone's oh, going to yeah. celebrate. It's going it. to be on me. Oh, black side talking hoops. Um, <laughs> tight forty five. Yeah, that see that's that what, goes that's, out the window when Black Tie gets what, to talk his passion. That's what your out should be. You should be like, you know what, everybody, I'll suspend the tight forty five, but we're talking hoops after in minute forty six and beyond. It's all hoops. All right, Black Tie, couple pieces of business for you to tend to. First of all, your weekly shout out. <laughs> Who's it go to? For sure, shout out this week. I'm giving it out to because uh, most of the time, I I started this just to, you know give a shout out to those people working hard jobs. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. most of these hard jobs are guys who, you know, at their job it's they look down and look depressed, like you know the guy working in the toll booth or the mm-hmm. DMV workers. But this one is kind of different. All right, I'm interested to hear it. I'm going to go with roadside retail store mascots. You know, the guys with the uniforms. (laughs) What? And, you know, with the signs, the insurance Uh, company, you know, twirling. The guys who spin those big signs. Is that an L.A. specific thing? I feel like it is. No, it's not. It happens. 
happens. So that's a national well. thing that if it isn't, if they don't do it where you are listening to this right now, and in fact, we have listeners beyond just uh, these United States, shout out to the U.K. and uh, where, are, where what other nations Denmark. listen to we us get quite a Denmark, bit? We get Canada, if you want to count that. Big we in get, Scandinavia. Um, I count Canada as a nation. Yeah. <laughs> I we, do. We get a few uh, few clicks in Nigeria, actually. Is that um, right? Yeah, Look I at that, Black that. Tie. See? Um, but anyway, yeah, those people who they spin these giant. I, I commend them because these, uh, for in general, those people are really good at their job because they can do remarkable mm-hmm. things better than baton twirlers. They can really right. spin those things. So, they yeah, have so basically, a, I, they're spinning it to, you know, to direct attention to the Ruto store or whatever the case may be. But the thing is, they have to act excited and happy doing this. Like, you can't be that excited and happy being in the sun that long in a hot outfit, spinning and mm-hmm. pretty much exercising. That is tough. So shout out to them. Keep doing what you do. We got you. They have a competition for that. I was walking down. They do. Huh? I, was doc- I, was, I was walking down Fremont Street in Las Vegas one time, and they had a full-on competition with commentators. And, like, they have an entire following. People like, oh yeah. I said neat, Jimmy's. and now I think, and now I'm starting to think neat or very sad. <laughs> little column sure. A, little column B. I, w- I listen. If I came across that on the TV, would I turn it away? No, I would not. Nope. No, I would not. I and sat and watched some of it. Rather have that one of those guys or Tony Romo as your QB. <laughs> the only other one we didn't talk about was Mike Vick. That's the the one guy we should have asked about: Mike Vick or Tony Romo. <sighs> well, one game I like Mike Vick. You do? I like Mike Vick for one game, too. Black Tie, what, you, you were listening to the conversation I was, there. I but, had Romo ahead of a lot, most of those guys. Is that true? Honest. Like, oh, really? I might be I changing like my Romo's mind. I like Romo's talent. I really do. I like his talent. I just think the Cowboys, there's something really silly about them that just, that just happens to the whole team. But I like Romo's talent. I, <laughs> I like the idea that there's, there's something very silly that happens. They're silly. Like, a lot That's... of those turnovers, those only happen to Romo. Like, you know, the, 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 the botched hold on the kick and then the turnover he had. The, the last interception where you like it's a fumble almost it only happens to Romo it's it's weird but I know rank will I know rank's opinion on this do you feel that Dave is a homer for saying that Ben Roethlisberger is the QB to take if you need to win one game I do because who, who's you, better tell me who you, the answer uh, is then. you have this perception oh it's oh he's won he's been to the Super Bowl twice it's, it's not, not my perception that is in fact a reality <laughs> well it's it's he's one man on a good team I mean I would take I would take yeah Tom well Brady guess what though. I would take Drew Brees Tom Brady's over. been at one man on a good team didn't for a lose, long time too didn't he lose head-to-head to Aaron Rodgers Ben Roethlisberger yes he did so why wouldn't he want to take Rodgers I like Aaron Rodgers very much, too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers suffered drops against the the Giants in the postseason last year, or he may very well already have two rings on his finger. I think he's the best. uh, um, I think he's, you know, I I think, as I've said many times before, Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as the greatest quarterback in NFL history. But it's a little bit different. It's I, I just need for Aaron Rodgers to do one more deep playoff run before I think it's close. I you you make a good point. Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger are my one and two for that answer. So I I could see I'll accept either of those answers. Anything else though? I I really I don't get the fact. Well, Drew Brees he puts up such oh look at the course of his career. Yeah, hey, listen, one Super Bowl. That's Speaking it. Speaking of guys, this has been going on way too long. This is over <laughs> uh, an hour. The all only right. reason I am allowing this though is because remember those iTunes NBA. comments. Oh yes. Well. How about you check this one out from Dylan1221. He says, Dave, I listen to your show while I work out at the gym. 
if we keep up with this tight 45 podcast, I will end up having a shorter workout and there'll be nothing tight about my waistline. Hmm. So come on, man, and let's get back to the usual length. So apparently I like that, except for the come on, man stuff. I just don't think that's very catchy. I would say shame if you stopped it. Oh, he did go on to say, if not, it would be a shame, or however it is you say it. He did say that, huh? He did say that, yes. Yeah, yeah. I left it out. Um, Yeah, look, Black Tie, you're the only one who seems to really love the tight 45. Apparently so. Apparently so. I think I think it works perfectly. And let me well. just say that what How you're talking about, these comments perfectly? came in because you feel like it's a good idea for people to be making their comments on iTunes. Yes. Okay. Hey, I'm hey, down for that. Comment on the podcast. You know, let the guys know what you think. Ask questions like this guy. I mean, who would have known people listening to you while working out? I mean, but this guy does, which is weird. Do you listen to podcasts while working out? Can I admit something to you? What? I sometimes listen to this podcast when I'm working out. Oh, my is that gosh. bad? That is terrible. I, I have to hear it. Podcast? I will take it. My once name to... is on it. I have to hear how it sounds. If I'm putting schlock out every week, well, it's an embarrassment to me more than you. For quality and listening because for your own pleasure. That's, I'm not laughing when I'm talking. I don't laugh when I intend to be funny on the podcast, and I don't, I don't nod my head with approval when I think I've made a good point. I'm just listening to hear what happens on the show. That's all. Do you ever catch yourself laughing at something that you said while you're listening to that? <laughs> I can honestly say no. I can honestly say I do not sit and laugh at my own remarks and say, well played, damn it. <laughs> you do, though, don't you, Adam? No, what happens is, is I talk to you on the phone when I'm working out. <laughs> That's true. I Which caught rank on the happened. telephone on the treadmill. Actually happened about two Saturdays It was ago. kind of uncomfortable. The panting and <laughs> so wheezing. It was uncomfortable. All right, so that's that. And give the guy's name again because that's how you uh, you encourage His people. His name Dylan1221. Dylan1221. All right, thanks for the comment. He rated uh, the podcast a four out of five. Excuse me? Four out of five? Yeah. Where are we coming up short, Dylan? I want. Well, now we have to get a follow up. Uh, he's probably. He's also probably a loyal follower of Fire Black Tie. <laughs> at Fire Black Tie on Twitter, um, you can find Adam Rank at Adam Rank and me at Damashek. And as always, go to NFL.com slash Shek S H E K for all things under the sun as I see them at least. And uh, and lastly, let's finish up. We only have a few more numbers to go here before we get to ninety nine, and then we have to abandon this. Mm-hmm. It is. The player in not just NFL but sports history who wore the uniform number best, episode number ninety six rank. Who's even uh, uh, consideration there? Sean uh, Jones wasn't he? Cortez numbered? Kennedy. Cortez Kennedy just inducted into the Hall of Fame. The great Seattle Seahawk. Um, ninety six boy threadbare at that uh, w- w- at those options there. Black tie. You have anybody you want to throw in there? Not 96. It's way too high for me. Yeah, 96. I guess it's Cortez Kennedy. Who else do we sure. possibly have there? Yeah. Oh, we'll find out. I know. People will drop us a line on our uh, respective Twitter accounts. Lastly, Black Tie, real quick, what's the latest poll? We put our poll questions up, and I would be interested to hear the late. Oh, this was an important one brought up by Percy Harvin. Mm-hmm. Should have had Cliff Averill weigh in on this one, too. Is um, It was we if we were to induct one of the girls from Saved by the Bell into the land of the fox, the most coveted soil in all the Czech Republic, the land of the fox, which one deserves induction? There's Lisa Turtle, there's Jesse uh, Kapowski, and there was uh, Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski and Jesse. Lisa Turtle, Jesse Spano. Jesse Sp- All right, I'll listen. And Violet. That's 
not my favorite show of all time. I would and hate Tori. to play the movie game with Adam Rank. What about he Tori? You think Rank is better at the movie game than I am? I, I you know so. what I, you know what you've so. just you've just brought something up to me. I, I don't want to stop the showdown. We'll get into this later. Who lost their car to me? Here's what I want. Here's what Dave I want. Right? All right, listen, Black Tie. I By really way, want you Ace, to put this together. Ace really... Slater was a quarterback. Okay, you brought that up last week. Let, let's say did we? No, because you guys dismissed it. Percy Harvin said that that was. And I you? didn't. Maybe I did. I was just trying to be agreeable with our guest. Listen. I want a competition put together, some sort of a trivia comp- competition, because Rank is a movie master over me. I laugh at that as heartily, almost as heartily, as when people say, when I'm talking about NFL history, and people say, you have to ask Elliot Harrison. He would know about that. I say, Elliot Harrison? Why is he the one who gets kissed into knowing everything? I know I know the history. If I, you know, I Super Bowl era? I'll put myself up there, and I will say Rank belongs in that conversation as well. Now, he wouldn't beat me, but he might beat Elliot. I want a competition about all things that matter. Football, hockey, Connect Four, fruit, condiments, movies, TV. Comic books. I don't like comic books. They're not for me. I like superheroes, though. Ah, yeah. Superhero. uh, We'll get into that when we do the movies. All right, Black Tie? Sounds good. I don't know who's going to write these questions though, because you don't, you can't, you don't know anything about any of the subjects <laughs> I just threw out there. I'll so, write them. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. Um, no, uh, I mean I'll ask you. I think it'd be nice if I ask you. How about I just pose some questions to you? Okay. Oh, and I then, see. That'll be that's a, that's a tough. Yeah, we ask each other questions. I like that. Okay, we'll we'll work on that. We'll figure out the details there. Black tie. Um, so who won the the poll at uh, NFL dot com slash check? Well, I'm actually surprised Lisa was on this poll because I have you seen Lisa Turtle lately? She's not. Yeah, she messed herself up. Um, Kelly won for sure. Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. Well, fifty percent. I we even put on there none of the above is an option if you don't feel any of them belong. That was the second highest option just to let you know how bad Hmm. uh, Lisa Turtle and uh, Jesse are. These. I'm surprised. I thought uh, a lot of fellas were into Jesse slash Elizabeth Berkeley from Showgirls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not into. She never struck my fancy. All right. Well, listen. Congratulations, then, Kelly Kapowski. You are the newest citizen, the newest resident in the land of the fox. In the land of the fox. All right. So with that being said, we've covered a lot of ground here as usual. Thanks to Black Tie. Thanks to Handsome Hank. Thanks, oh, who you can also follow, at NFL UK Hank. And thanks to uh, Adam Rank. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce. I think this is going to be our only show this week, but we will be back on the other side of week five to get you ready for week six. Be on the lookout for that one. We no appreciate ATL debate this week. Oh, yes. No ATL debate. But go I back and listen. canceled. I don't know. Go back and listen to 95. It really got canceled? No, I'm just playing. Oh, no, I, I did, in fact, listen to it, and I thought it was terrific stuff. Our pals, Hans, Zeus, and Sessler, they'll be back in with us next week, and we'll have a, a new Around the League debate club for you from those two characters. Good stuff. Make sure you dig up 95 to listen back to that because it, uh, it was high quality, I thought. Top-shelf football talk is, is how it struck, uh, struck me. All right, now. I've prattled long enough, as we all have. We'll be back with more hooey and applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 